Welcome to From Dream to Silver Screen, the podcast that follows the whole journey of making Wagyu Films' debut movie, Patriarch. The team are going to take you through acquiring funding, pre-production, filming, editing, visual effects, and even selling the film, all while providing hours of advice for filmmakers, actors, and crew, with hopefully a few laughs along the way. This podcast is sponsored by Zimplify, sales and marketing automation software that helps your business grow fast. Go to Zimplify.com forward slash Patriarch to get 20% off your first three months. That's Z-Y-M-P-L-I-F-Y.com forward slash Patriarch. We're also sponsored by Mostly T-Shirts, Mostly.com. Fun and random T-Shirts and hoodies for real film fans. See if you can get the references. Visit MostlyT-ShirtsMostly.com to buy your next favourite t-shirt. Enjoy the show! Hi guys, this is David Roberts, Director of Patriarch, and this is part two of our first episode. So if you haven't checked out part one, please go back and check it out on our profile first. Otherwise, I will leave you with a conversation with myself, Sean Bishop, the Director of Photography, Keith Lupton, the uh, Production Designer, and Scott Bishop, the head of visual effects and post-production. Enjoy the show. Okay, so we're back and what we're, let's start going through. On a positive note, what, what are the kind of things you're most excited about, would you say? So do you want to... Keith, do you want to get started? What's your, what was one of yours? Just... Um, I think the, the main one is probably from the last couple of shorts that we've done um, was obviously creating, creating all the props and stuff. I love getting the new stuff in, but then I, I think... What I did enjoy doing was creating the things, creating extra things where we didn't have to spend a fortune to do. You just get a bit of... Yeah. But no, so you're basically saying it's not the... Because we have to buy a load of costumes and props, so it's not it's the actual, the produce, the ones that you got to produce rather than just buying, a, as you say. Plus, it's the it's the improving stuff. So, like, the, the rifles that we've got that we used in Embers and things like that, they need scuffing up and they need to look a bit more real. It's like the one thing is you can probably say that they just look too... Pristine. Unused, yeah. so it's even things like that, isn't it? It's putting little textures on it to make something look more interesting than it is. Yeah, and because we don't have the biggest of budgets, it's um, it's kind of trying to think outside the box and make it look as as authentic. real and, and authentic, yeah. and and like there's a good production value behind it. Whereas when you you know just have a little bit of time just to think about it and use some household objects, you know you, you're still going to get the same kind of look that you're looking for. You're just not breaking it's the bank to do it. Creativity rather than throwing the you get money, li- rather than throwing money at the problem, which you get a little bit of wiggle room sometimes as well because when we we've not really written scripts or ideas that are based in the present time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like it's like it, yeah. ten years in the future, our army looks like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our problem. With yeah. if anybody brings up, why have you done that? It's seven years from now. Yeah, that's that's that covers all. But then even in seven years' time, we'll say, no, 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 it's seven years from now. So whenever you watch it at home, it's seven years from then. So things might have progressed and things might have degressed. Is that a word? Yeah, we'll go with that. Recede? Don't leave any comments. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about yourself, Scott? What's what's your most... Because you're an excitable person, isn't it? If you you could see your shit right now... You oh, can't stop this guy from bouncing off the walls. Shirt is, uh, Do you know, I'm, I'm excited to kind of to learn something new whilst we're doing this. That, that, that's, that's one of the main kind of things I'm just hyped up about is, is going into something new, learning 
more skills learning how to kind of solve a lot of the, all these kind of problems and kind of testing myself you know like yeah you have all these kind of worries but then you're put into a situation where you can't back out now so it's all just a big test of what you can kind of do with things because you know like we said we've, we've been wanting to do something like this for years but we've just been busy with actual paid jobs and then family things getting in the way and so it's coming down to this point now of shit you, you've got you to you show something <laughs> and that's yeah i'm excited about that yeah, well, the thing with the commercials we do, there's often, once you've done the pre-production, you got the concept out, you usually can deliver it quite well, isn't it? It's not rather than... And it's not, not something that I really kind of cared about, no. you know? No, 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 it, no. This is something that, you know, I think, I, yeah, this is something I want to kind of prove, not not just to kind of myself, but to people like watching, like, you know, well, I, the can, beauty I can do of, it. The beauty of us is, as, as head of departments now, we... We're all a bit jaded, but it's kind of like when we used to be more excited about the, com- the commercials and the promos and things like that, but now we have a team who can do with that for us where we can do the things we always wanted to do. So you can't... I don't think you can just do commercials for... I don't know how people can do it for 30, 30 years and be It just gets boring. But with, yeah. I think what's good about the the visual side and what you'll probably be taking care of is it, it, we're not doing... It's not being based in a CGI world. We're not doing Avatar. Yeah. We're not doing Star Wars. We're doing something along the lines of monsters and arrival where the visual effects is just going to add to the environment and the atmosphere. It's not going to be the main focus of what you we're do doing. You do know in arrival there's a huge fucking spaceship. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah. it's not the focus. She's the focus. Have you She's seen the const- poster? Have you seen the poster for the film? There's yeah, a big she, fucking yeah, but spaceship. She, <laughs> but that's that's you know that's the saying. design guys did that. Have you seen Arrival, bro? <laughs> but it's like the CGI is there and you and it's it's almost out of focus at some points, isn't it? Like there's even a scene where they're walking through the campsite and you've got helicopters taking off, but they're not they're not the focus, and they're they're added they're graphically. Out of focus, so yeah, so it's added added that's value, the best visual. Her, sto- yeah, I'm her not, story. I'm not excited her... about that. I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited about I'm not, the stuff. I'm not that you saying. Ah, oh, well, it was just a talking point. Sorry for <laughs> ruining you. Yeah. See, this is why Scott doesn't get involved in these kind of things. But, uh, but this is what, but that's why the. Um, is going through the storyboards and there is a certain aspect of, well, yeah, there's going to be that, a big, well, there's not a lot of explosions and stuff, but there's a big kind of thing. And so how are we going to do that? But there is a, we've got to work it out. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the exciting bit, isn't it? It's not. Definitely. There's certain bits that we, we want to do, but there are genuinely bits right now that we don't know how we're going to do it. <laughs> Which, if our <laughs> investors are listening, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe turn off. No, but it's, it's just, Add an uh, extra hundred grand and we'll work it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the day. Yeah. No, but it's, it's certain things like, but that's why we're not just doing camera tests and stuff. We're going to do visual effects tests and there's going to be tests and tests and tests until we're perfectly confident with that until we actually start filming. And then if we're just at the point where, well, maybe that shot's not going to work or it's going to look to, then what could be, we could still be creative on, all right, what would be the plan B? What else would we do, which would be, you get just as much of an effect on the story and to be cool and, uh, but it could yeah, be something slightly different. Because one of the things I enjoyed, you know, when we were doing um, weight and stuff, and there was that, the shot where we put on like the, the plane in the background. Yeah. Because we took like a, a shot that was just pretty shit and boring. Yeah, and then we kind Cheers, of we, 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 we framed it and added some kind of you know something that added to the story. So, yeah, that wasn't just something changed change the story and released, didn't we? To to match topical times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the 
Yeah, that's the good stuff. I like the stuff in Wait, where I kind of like the visual effects of even just changing the sky and put, adding more mountains in the background, which weren't really... It's, uh, the best visual effects, everybody said, the ones you don't notice. It's just like, wow, they found a really cool location, but it was just... Yeah, it's like, guess just, where this was just from. Just a mountain. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So we're, um, with, that's a, a problem with, especially from like Sean's point, you know, like the just the white sky. The Britain's terrible yeah. for just white sky or just... No, I can handle grey sky, which are like dramatic clouds. Dramatic, so, just about to rain sky. you've just yeah. got white or slightly lightly blue, but it's visual effects like that, which is automatically makes something really cool. But it was like um, the shot when, um, is it what was it in wait when he was next to the tree trunk and just added in like the smoke just in the background, which is very faint, but yeah. it, it just added to that shot. I thought, yeah, without it, it, it helped it made sense as well because we had to really just we loved the shot of. A guy walking through the fog. And then <laughs> that wasn't VFX. So that was that was SFX. No, 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 no. The, no, no, the, the shot, shot afterwards, because he because you had the character coming through the smoke. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at this. But then the next shot, you see it was clean and crisp. You see him oh, hiding behind the tree, but there's no more fog in the background. So Scott had to add in uh, visual effects. So you didn't fog. even know that, did you? you see, good it was, visual see? effects. That's, the, that's how that's, good Scott is. Well, wh- look at him. Look at that Hawaiian <laughs> shit. Look at that guy. I'm going to be wearing one every day now. That's it. We need to get a collection. He's putting yeah. on weight. <laughs> you can buy oh, oh, whatever. Oh, wow, that's what. Well, that, he's he's, he's going to the jolly guy. He's, he's just had a kid. Come on. <laughs> Everyone's carrying that baby weight well, around. Uh, there's, a, there's a merchandise area of the website. We'll have Scott. Scott's Hawaiian Honolulu. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Bobbleheads. Uh, <laughs> and a kiss logo. Yeah. yeah Don't yeah. forget to kiss them for the well, fans. Where, yeah, yeah. Where are you, Sean? What's um, your greatest excitement? Because you're... You're not an excitable guy. You're just loud. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to get it. Just get it out there and get it seen by people. This is just doing a film. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've always been one that's you know, don't always quite thinking about what other people think. But right now, I've got to that age where I couldn't give a shit what other. <laughs> I'm, we're going to be doing a film, and it's going to look good, and it's. Uh, and I just want more people get some eyeballs on it. I want mm-hmm. other people to see it. We we tend to work in a in an in an industry by industry where a certain demographic of the world will will watch that video of, of one of our clients. It's not going to be the globe, yeah. and it's not going to be the globe who watch who watch Patriarch. Although we're going to try and market it. And, yeah, you don't know. And then I'm just excited for people to come out and see it. Yeah, I'm with the, I, I hope get some great feedback on it and i hope it works how we how we've seen it for the last yeah. six years but I, i'm just really excited to get it out there yeah. and i weirdly think of even though this is exciting i'm going to i think about the second film we're going to make i know it's kind of getting ahead of yourself but it's kind of this is supposed to be obviously you want this to be as successful as possible because there's there's different ways it can go the the way everybody wants is it gets a theatrical release millions of people say brilliant but even the kind of the plan B of it gets out there, shows in festivals, it gets a release, a show, a VOD and things like that and gets respected and lots of review. That means that our second film is a lot easier to produce then, isn't it? Because obviously, as we came in unknowns, it's through our preparation and experience that we got funding, not through our, our name, you know? It's more, we had to prove to people we could do it. So that's the... Um, but like how... Because... It's like things like monsters, like I said, monsters before. That wasn't a massive, massive hit, but no. it's a cult following. And who, and if you watch that film, you like that film, you love that film. The that that would be that would be to me like isn't is one of those hidden gems, isn't it? That, yeah. That. The other thing as well is not being um, um, 
not being what's the word heartbroken when it comes out we obviously want it to be successful but as you think you get and more it's a long game so yeah. it's kind of the long game so is it like three years later could we look back at it and go that you know that was a that was a fucking great can job. people in our field say that that, yeah. that was great because or do we have a cult following and even from a, if you think of it from the not from the bit you know we're saying you got to think like a business person as well where if everybody worries that they're going to make their money back in the opening opening weekend, weekend. You're kind of dumb it's like every year um, when you do when you invest in things you often don't expect your money back 12 months later you expect it so before so every time we we relicense the film with a new distributor or a new streaming platform streaming's year, changed the game it'll, 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 yeah it'll, it'll, streaming's changed the game people aren't going out anymore you you can the traditional movie industry has changed yeah. trying to trying to trying to look at the movie industry that it was 20 years ago where you know you'd you'd have your big blockbuster or your your family going out to see the movie of of what's hot that weekend or being released that weekend it's not there anymore it's not yeah. that so it's changing your expectations of what your movie's going to do to suit the the styles and and the trends now of how people are ingesting these movies i don't I mean, mainly because of covid no, yeah. <laughs> but you know how a lot of people are fussy about um you know, you get everybody just. Obviously, I want people to go see it in a cinema. That's obviously the way I want them to do. But if somebody watches it on a phone at home before they go to sleep, I still be chuffed. The more I, you know, it's not the ideal way, but I've watched some films on a tablet with my headphones on, and I'd, I remember watching Room. Do you know that? Yeah, it's quality. Uh, the know, Room. The little boy, not the oh, Room. The <laughs> uh, do you know it with? Um, the, Cap- they the they Cap- grow up in yeah. captivity. There's like a little boy, and his mum grows up in captivity, and she makes it actually seem nice and dreamworthy when this horrible shit's happening and it's an amazing film and i was in tears but i was watching it on a tablet when i was on holiday and i just roll, good... roll out the carpet <laughs> yeah, roll, roll. no for me son uh but yeah so it's obviously one in the cinema and then but and you want it to pe- or you want people sat at home but I, I just want the most eyes on it but if, as long as people come away remembering it and wanting to watch it again like you watch it on the phone then you're like i'll tell you what i'll watch that on the fucking new big tv tomorrow because I'm, I'm cool with that. You know? And, <laughs> you know? and then when, when we do have that big following, we can start talking about the sequel, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of my favourite films were like films I watched as a, as a teenager, you know, when I couldn't sleep. And, you know, and you turn TV on, yeah, turn TV on and you're just going through the four channels or five channels yeah, that we yeah. had. And there would be a movie on at one in the morning, two in the morning, and they have turned out to be my hidden gems. I had no other choice. Yeah, but I've got to watch this. I'm watching this, yeah. even with the ad- less ad breaks as well, because it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So. <laughs> but they're the one, you know, they're still. They're, they probably didn't break any blockbusters, blockbusting weekends then. But my favourite films are the ones that I happen to come across by accident sometimes. Mm. Well, I think one, one of my. Um, I think I'm, I'm I'm excited about just working with actors, like proper experienced actors, because um, often we do a lot, but a lot of our, again, our commercial stuff is often with models, models, and we're talking to them about look that way and look this way, and uh, just getting them doing cool shots, rather than talking about having conversations and talking about the character and talking about, I know, the fact that, you know, the script, talking from when we remember typing a script and then somebody actually saying it and helping them improve it. And When you're uh, selling couches or if you're selling cars, you don't need to know about your backstory yeah, of the character, I mean. do you? So, <laughs> and, and I think a lot of filmmakers, like, like hate working with actors. Like, they just care about the visual. But actually, 
we're forgetting that thing of again if the if the freaking uh if the performance is crap then the film means nothing so i'm actually i'm actually looking forward to that because i think the good thing about working with the team as well is kind of we'll be so well prepared so like at the end of cut i can go and sit with the actors and talk them through and you guys are confident in setting up setting up for the next one the next thing or what they need to do and, or, or practice or anything to see what i mean so we're well prepared as not just department heads but as producers as well so yeah so i'm um because there's so many we deal with so many like if there's if there's actors listening i would say if you really want to get into acting or impress production companies like us and get into more films do you know when you have a online profile if you're on spotlight or if you're on star now or you know those type of websites don't put actor slash model slash a new one is slash influencer and oh, yeah. oh. drives me fucking nuts so it's just all that, all that says to us is you want to get famous i want to please make me famous i want somebody who's says no i'm an actor i take acting seriously i take the story seriously i look i enjoy acting do you know what i mean i we are not interested in people wanting to be famous. You want actors who get famous because they're just so good at what they do. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's one of the ones. But um, yeah, any other ones? I'm, I'm really excited to see the, the practical effects that Andy does. On yeah, Andy Sexton's doing Andy a Sexton. lot of kind of prosthetic. The, the gory bits, the... Uh, that's my worry. <laughs> yeah. <Don't> worry. <laughs> just because, cause, like, just from your vision, Dave, that's been put down onto the paper, which I think he's done a, a cracking job on the on the uh, the storyboard. But then, obviously, seeing the seeing some of the outcomes of the the blister in the skin, uh, some of the scars, some of the work that he's been put, and they, these are like just tests. Yeah, and some of them look yeah. Because An- Andy's one of those where we he's never this would be his first film as well. And again, we could find somebody who was more experienced at it but he's really passionate about it. you know he's calling us all the time about I'm testing this I'm testing that and that's 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 what's really impressed us and, and gave us the confidence to say well yeah you can be in charge of all the practical effects and if you need help we'll get you but you be the department head for that and again that's where anybody listening you want to impress people it's your passion and how much you you want to do the job sometimes which gets you the job rather. because he's he's even without us even asking, he's sending us over like images and videos of things that he's done just, just yeah. without Reference us even shot, asking. Yeah, like and photos, that would be perfect. And some of them are, some of them are quality. Yeah. It'd be great to see, I can't wait to see them on. That's the fun bit as well, because that's the bit you think of, do you know, when you were a kid, when you think if you made it, because Patriarch's kind of a horror slash sci-fi slash thriller, like a dark thriller really, but uh, it's the gory, but do you know when you watch, grew up watching, if I thought if I made... Nightmare on Elm Street, or it's the gory bits they put. So that's Monster Squad. As long as it looks, <laughs> as long as it looks good and real and all that. But at the end of the day, that would be because you know you're going to film it and get a shot, and they go, <laughs> "Yeah, do you know? Do you know what I mean?" Rather than just a nice, sh- you get the nice panning shot, which we all want. But it'll be the gory bits, which will be kind of, yeah, that was that was a cool day. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to those days. Do you know what? I'm excited just to kind of just to see everything on set, things kind of happening and then just kind of taking a step back and then just watching everything happen because Falling of like where it's all kind of come from. Yeah. And, yeah, it, I, and it's come yeah. to that. And everyone's gone, where's Scott gone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got fucking scheduled. No. Where's Scott, 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 Sc
I was thinking something that we need to. Do, I need to figure out a way that if we don't do it all together, but there's like times because we're going to be so under pressure on time every day, and it is going to be stress worthy. But there's got to be moments where we step back and go, "Fucking hell, we did it!" You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be at the very end. Yeah, do it at the end. Okay, I'm referring to the shoot. At the end, there'll be more. You'll just you'll be sick of it. We'll go to the wine. We'll go to the wine bar afterwards and polish off a few bottles. But that's that's where we wrapped. But you're right. We need to. If we don't do that, it's appreciated because I mean we've done that as a as a production company. Really, the most successful we've got. We sometimes go, oh yeah, fucking hell, we've done this. We never, we, we never really. There's the, 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 the remember how many times we said we'd go out and celebrate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. But now you're right. I think that's 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 a nice way to end it there as well. To be honest, in terms of we need to make sure we make an effort to figure some way of appreciating the journey, appreciating each other. Yeah, so. Um, I appreciate it. you guys. I appreciate you, I appreciate Scott, you and all. your shit. I love you. I love you guys. Yeah, <laughs> keep it down. Right. So uh, as we'll wrap up, we thought at the end of each podcast we'll have a uh, a bit of a recommendation from each of us with uh, kind of like a a hidden gem. So I'm going to films where you might have seen some of them, but it's more ones that we feel a bit unappreciated, ones most people haven't seen. Um, so we'll have a bit. There could be any genre, any. I think I'll start. I'll start with the film. Well, don't don't say the title. Give the plot lines. Let us guess. Give us the plot line. Yeah. So we don't no, but know. That's you. the whole point. Is a hidden. No, 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 So we're playing it's a little game, game as well. Yeah, yeah. You give us the plot line, and we'll we'll guess it, and then you can. How can you guess it if you haven't seen the film? You're no, we'll guess it. Format. No, you can tell us after. We're gonna. We'll. Okay. All right. So give us the director and the plot line, and we'll guess it for you. Okay. So it's the director's a gentleman called Zach Hilditch. And the story is a self-obsessed man makes his way to a party to end all parties on the last day of Earth, but ends up saving the life of a little girl searching for her father. Their relationship ultimately leads him on the path to redemption. See, this is where your new format... (laughs) Is it it Revolutionary Road? No, I I don't think you've seen it. I can't think of the film... It's a film Name. called These Final Hours. Yeah. Oh, no, That's yeah, I, I was going to oh, say yeah. that. No, well, I've never heard of it. I thought it's an Australian film, and I th- it's a really cool concept where meteors come into Earth, and you know usually you've got your deep impact and your, what's it called? No, um, Armageddon and things like that, where for some reason we get saved or doesn't deep impact, spoiler alert, it actually hits the Earth, but aren't we all fine? There's just a Not, bit No, no, yeah, the, the Earth, uh, the water level rises, but... That's it. But in these final hours, the meteor hits the earth and it's a global killer. But if you think about it, when that meteor hits, uh, it's not going to be a fireball instantly. So say what happens in this is it's in an Australian, it's based in Australia and the meteor hits in the Atlantic somewhere. And so slowly but surely this wall of fire is going out from there and until it, and Australia is like the last point where it will get to. So the film is all about, you are going to die. There's no getting out of this. The Americans aren't saving us. Um, so there's one <laughs> Are you telling me John Cusack John didn't Cusack. wake up in a pile of his own rubbish, get the girl and then save them today? Jumps, jumps on a plane. So it's following a guy who, because there's, all, there's obviously religious nuts who are kind of like cults going in the end of the world. There's people just going crazy. There's people getting revenge on the people that they never, uh, a bit kind of purge-like, but... Um, it's following this guy who he's a bit of an alcoholic but he's, he's trying to find this party but he realises that they're just people he can't help and 
his last moment is he comes across this girl which people were trying to kidnap and then it becomes about getting her back to her father before this wall of fire comes and like an act. And I thought it was really cool. It's kind of like it's a bit low budget, but it really looks really nice. I don't think I think it'll be a couple of mil or something. Um, he's, the director's gone on to do a couple of things, like um, a couple of Stephen King. I think in nineteen twenty-two on Netflix. Have you heard of that? Um, when did it come out? These final hours. Uh, it's twenty thirteen, so it's a fair okay. few years old. But uh, you know, I've never, re- I rarely hear people talking about it, and I'd really recommend it. It was, it was really. Really cool, especially if you like kind of apocalyptic kind of end of the world type ones. But uh, and it's not a spoiler alert; it's just they kind of tell you then <laughs> everybody's going to be done at the end of this, and he's um, on a quest for redemption, so to speak. But yeah, I recommend it. Who's gonna? Who's got? Who's got? Sean, you? I got. I got one, but like I won't say who the director is because it'll give it away. Because it's. Um, but uh, and I don't know if the location will probably give it away for you guys as well. But it's set in Derbyshire. And an, and, an arm, <laughs> and an army vet comes back to his hometown to, uh, and starts terrorizing a local group, a local gang, um, to avenge someone. Okay. It's Dead Man's Shoes. That was oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going quite cryptic there, no. but no, you got that straight away. Yeah. I, I think if you can watch that film and not cry in the last final scenes... Yeah. You're a, you're a stone cold killer, and <laughs> you got you've got you've got nothing in you got nothing. I think that I think Shane did a great job with. The, I think Pat, Paddy carries the film. Paddy he, yeah, uh, Toby Kebble is it Kebble or Cabal. Yeah. <laughs> he 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 has a blinded performance as well. Um, and I think it's it's kind a, of a it's revenge a, thriller, isn't it? a revenge thriller, kind of, but very British as well. Yeah, it's kind of. But even if you're American, I'd still. It's a lot very different. What I like about it is the fact of he comes back as if he's ter- and starts getting at this gang, but as if he's kind of absolutely cut, it cuts, <laughs> yeah crazy um, point of view to the gang where it's like flashbacks and them, yeah, and you kind of start rooting them even though they've done some horrible shit, and it's kind of a weird. But, uh, so it's the crow. You keep saying it's like the crow. Yeah, it's the <laughs> the Derbyshire version. Of yeah, it's the crow. The crow. <laughs> no, no makeup. The crow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's he, yeah, especially Paddy Constant. He's he's awesome. Fantastic in that film. Yeah. Go. Yeah, that's a go, Keith. Uh, okay, my hidden gem um, was a horror sci-fi thriller. In came out in 2015. I think when Dave asked me, well, Dave kind of knows every single film ever, ever. created. <laughs> so trying to th- when he said he'd never seen it, I was like, oh, yeah, well, I really like this, so you should watch it. And he came back and said he, he enjoyed it. So it's a, a family takes refuge in a bomb shelter to avoid the dangerous, dangerous outbreak. I remember you talking about this before, is, but... and I can't remember the title. Anything from you, Sean? It's hidden. Hidden. Yeah. Yeah, we can't subside. But it's... There's a a film by the Duffer Brothers, uh, and... They did this, the guys who wrote wrote Stranger Things. Oh. Yeah. It was one of their first films. Yeah, Yeah. that that was what got them the Stranger Things job. And I didn't didn't even know. I just... You know when you see the movie posters and you're like, that looks looks pretty sweet. I'll give that a watch. And normally you see someone and you switch off, but... 
It's it's got Alexander Strasberg. One of the brothers. Yeah, there's like nine Strasberg. brothers in there, but he's the he's a, he's a, tall, <laughs> he's a tall handsome oh, one. Oh yeah, they're one of the handsome ones. <laughs> they're all Andrea pretty handsome. Yeah. Risebra from uh, Risebra Oblivion. From, yeah. Yeah, 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 she's in it, and then there's another a, a little girl in it. She's all, I think she's only about eight or nine in it, but but she's really good. She, I think the cast like. You think of like a, a family stuck in a, a bomb shelter and stuff. It's been done before, but I think the actors and the actresses in, in that just are amazing. I yeah, think they're so good in it. And there's, it, a, there's a oh nice. There's kind of like an out, there's, there's been an outbreak it. and there's yeah, yeah. like these creatures outside. I think they're called the, the breathers, and it's all about this family living within within this um, like a claustrophobic bomb shelter and like trying to make things just. As, as natural as possible for this little kid, but and obviously there's things going on up up yeah, top. So hide from it every now and and hide them from it. Um, but there's a a cracking cracking twist in it, and I think yeah, that's probably one of the best films I've seen. It's kind of like what the breathers are and things yeah. like that when it starts revealing that that's it's without giving too much away. No, it's really I I love and because that. it because everything's kind of set in this like this bunker as well. There's not loads of different locations and stuff as well which makes it look and, and the lighting like, as well it's kind of like room as well where they got this yeah. little girl and they're trying to make out that this life down in a bunker for years is like blast from the past and fun and <laughs> uh, but it's the, <laughs> the things are things things are always trying to get <laughs> things are always trying to get in so it's always no yeah it's, a, it's also called the hidden or hidden hidden, hidden. hidden. yeah honestly watch it it's well good mm. yeah, i'll mark that one down yeah Go on, Scott. What's your last one? Right, so big finish. Mine's not. I don't. I wouldn't consider it like a hidden gem, but I think it's massively underappreciated. 2016, right? And here's here's the here's the plot line. Right. Ready? A father and son go on the run, pursued by the government and a cult, drawn to the child's special powers. Oh, yeah, I know it. I know uh, it. Yeah, yeah. He don't say it. Don't, you, you, any guys? Midnight special. Mid- Midnight special is great. Wilder film. Michael Shannon and uh, Joel Egerton. Have you seen it? No, but I, I, the music, the soundtrack, I've That's listened the, to the, the soundtrack. Sound, the soundtrack is really, yeah. really, really good. It's built around that soundtrack. Well, isn't we were it, using, well, not really temp music, but you know what we were doing? Because we do music and things like that when we do sc- read-throughs to yeah, get into yeah, the yeah, habit yeah. of it. And it was the soundtrack of that was playing a lot, wasn't it? And getting us into the mood of it. But that is, yeah, so it's basically a young lad with strange powers has been kind of kidnapped from a cult. And they're just trying to get him. He's just trying to move him away from from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The FBI is after him. The, but it's it's very, it's like a spiel. It's like an early. It's I don't know. It's quite purposely like. It looks a bit like that. Do you know that early Spielberg lens flare? What's it called? Close Encounters of the Third oh, Kind. Yeah. Well, there's actually like uh, scenes from that as well, isn't there? Was it? Because there's um I think there's a scene where they're. I can't remember. They're, they're heading towards somewhere. And then there's a sign from Close Encounters yeah. in the film as well. And there's like a, an arrow pointing up. So they've kind of copied. I think it's like a little Easter egg that they put in, in included into yeah. the film. I love that. It's like, if you like the X-Files, you like it. If you like early Spielberg, you like it. Um, if you like Stranger Things, maybe. It's the similar kind of themes of Stranger Things. And it's obviously a young kid with powers, but... Don't know, don't the, know what to do with them. It's the it? ending as well, like the, the final scene where you, do, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. just kind of give it away, it, but it's, it, it's a quality, quality film. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good one. So it's four good ones. So you've got, uh, I completely forgot them. Right, These Final Hours was mine. Sean's was Dead Man's Shoes. Keith's was Hidden. 
And Scott's was... Uh, the Midnight Special. The Midnight Special. Uh, it's not The Midnight, yeah, just Midnight Special. Midnight Special, yeah. But yeah, so great films, especially John, all of them are genre films, well, apart from Dead Man's Shoes is a bit, it's more of a thriller, but the rest of them are more kind of a little bit sci-fi, but... If you like Patriarch, they're very much on the same the, the same lines as what Patriarch is. So you like them, you like this. So in some upcoming podcasts, we'll take you through. We're going to make this every week, hopefully, to try and make sure that we keep you up to date on where we are, uh, what we're doing, and we'll have some guests along the way with from the crew and things like that. So uh, we'll take you along that journey with us. All right. Cheers, guys. All right, See you guys. later. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> To find out more about the making of Patriarch, follow the team on social by searching Patriarch Movie on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Or visit patriarch-movie.com for more information. This podcast is sponsored by Zimplify, sales and marketing automation software that helps your business grow fast. Go to zimplify.com forward slash patriarch to get 20% off your first three months. That's zymplify.com forward slash patriarch. We're also sponsored by Mostly T-shirts, mostly.com. Fun and random T-shirts and hoodies for real film fans. See if you can get the references. Visit mostlytshirtsmostly.com to buy your next favorite T-shirt. This podcast was produced by Wagyu Films.